Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. While you're standing, the gospel according to Matthew. Chapter 16. As I preached and shared my heart on Wednesday, the thought of my message, of the title I shared with you, and so from Wednesday night or really probably Thursday morning, I feel like the Spirit of God downloaded into my spirit. So this is a fresh message, manna from heaven for the church of the living God, particularly in Temecula. So thank you for being here. If you're streaming online, God bless you for joining us. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18, And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail, someone shall prevail, against it. The word prevail is not a common word in our vernacular. So I went digging a little deeper in other translations. One translation said, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Go back to the verse a few words up, will not conquer what? My church. So King James says prevail, New Living Translation says conquer, the Good News Translation says, and not even death will be able to overcome it. Overcome what? The church. I'm in reference to the scripture on the screen. God's Word Translation says, and the gates of hell will not overpower it. Mm. So we have prevail conquer, overcome, overpower. What? The church. I'm going to preach to you. You can't get this at home. You can't get this at home. Someone turn to your neighbor and tell him you can't get this at home. Heavenly Father, let us focus one more time. Every thought is being brought into captivity according to the obedience of your word and the preaching. Let us not come and go from this sanctuary, God, that we would sit respectfully in the Holy of Holies and get a word, a rhema, a fresh anointing, fresh oil, and fresh fire, God, as we lean into the voice of God today. Let it do its work. Those that are streaming, God, utilizing technology, bless them abundantly, Lord, as they lean into their device and hear what you have to say today. Unctionize me. Help me in the name of Jesus. If you receive the prayer, could you shout amen? Amen. Amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You may be seated. You can't get this at home. Jesus is giving the power to the church, the power to withstand the enemy and hell. I noticed in my research, noticed in my digging and my drilling, that he's referring to the church that he talked about there in Matthew. He was telling Peter, I will build my church upon this rock. And the enemy forces... The evil forces, the darkness shall not prevail against it. My takeaway as I study was simply this. 
He didn't give the power to an individual. The power is at church, not at home. Come on, somebody. You can't get this at home. He gave the power to the church. Somebody shout church. And it shall not be conquered and overcome and overpowered, and it shall not be prevailed by the spirit of darkness. And so if I understand something as I study and live this life, that I need a church, I need a body of believers that I can't manufacture at home. I can only do the best of how many people is in my family. But there's something about the church of the living God that as we experience in our worship this morning, you can't get that spiritual energy, that spiritual connection with just one or two people. It takes a body of Christ. It takes the uniformity of a people of God with one mind and in one accord. He said there came a sound from heaven, not into the homes, not into the garageways, not in the hedges and the byways, but in a mighty place where they were together together in one mind and one accord. Can I tell you something you already know this morning? There's power when we come together. I don't have the same power at home that I have at church. Yes, I'm a pastor, Brother Tony. Yes, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, I'm going to heaven. But when you get us together as a group of believers and we, be <coughs> we begin to love God and worship God and push away from the things of this world, there's nothing in this world and there's nothing in hell that can stop the church of the living God. It will not conquer. It will not prevail. It will not overpower. So yes, I need a church of the living God. Someone shout amen. Oh, you can't get this at home. Definition for community. A group of any size whose members reside for a specific locality. Share government and often have a common cultural and historical heritage a religious or other group sharing common characteristics that's community community can only come from people gathering you can't have community or unity by yourself so if i'm going to have the community a from a community group i've got to gather with people if i'm going to have community and synergy and electricity I have to come together with a group of believers. All heaven, authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Jesus, he said. And he gave it to his church, the authority to march on nations. His church will therefore advance like an army that cannot be stopped. The boundary lines of a nation won't stop it. The executive orders of the presidents and the prime ministers won't stop it. Not even the gates of hell shall slow it down. Why? Because it's the church of the living God. It's a body of believers. It's the bride of Christ. And nothing shall stop the bride of Christ. No weapon formed against the church of the living God. I don't care if you're in a third world country or in the United States of America. The government can't stop it and can't squash it and can't splinter it and can't fragment it. Why? Why? Because it's the body of Christ. You cannot come against the body of Christ and think you're going to move forward in the kingdom of God. No, I am a part of the body of Christ. I am a member of a church. <coughs> no, I am a part of a believers that share community of common goals and interests. And so that's why I say you can't get this at home. There are things that you can do at home, but you can't get this at home. There is something about us coming together. 
the excitement of gathering and convening, and we're lifting up holy hands as a body of Christ, not as a member in a home or a member over there or yonder ways, but there are powerful numbers to come together when we together bring our needs and we help one another and we come alongside one another and we bless one another and we pray for one another. You, you responded to the worship and I appreciate that, but if you responded as you were streaming live stream and you know you could have been here, you would not walked up in front of the screen and did a little Holy Ghost jig. You can't get that at home. You can fake that at home. You can play that at home, but you don't get it at home. There's something about stepping into the move of God, into the spirit of God that I understand as a pastor that I cannot manufacture this. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care to some regards that you're a prayer warrior and an intercessor. You cannot create community. I don't care how much you pray in your closet. You cannot create community. You cannot duplicate the church. You cannot duplicate the body of Christ. No, that's when I get in my car and I dress up. I put my tie on to do business with Jesus and say, I'm going to the old town to Mecca, and they're going to sing praises. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to purge my mind, my spirit, and my heart. Why? Because I can't get that at home. Oh, someone shout, I can't get that at home. The local church is also one of Jesus' agents, and he gave it the, an authority that you and I as individual Christians do not have. He gave it to the church. This has radical implications for what the local church is and what it means to be a church member. So maybe you say, well, what is the church? The church is the authority on earth that Jesus has instituted to officially affirm and give shape to Christians' lives. You see, I need the church to give shape to my life. You need the church, a body of believers, that I can't create the church at my home. The church here I receive, and I am inspired by the message and the worship and one another. There is a sense of belonging. Here at church, you engage the heart, not just the head. There is a more passionate expression of worship at church. You can't get that at home. You can't duplicate it that, that at home. There's additional space during the service for prayer. I mentioned it. We come down. Pastor Mark asked you to step out with faith into the aisle and lift up your hands and let God heal you and touch you and encourage you and inspire you. You can't get that at home. The encouragement of a body, soul, and spirit. It's the community of the saints. It's what maybe I would call spiritual synergy. You can't get that at home. That's why we need a church. If you could get everything at home that the church has to offer, we wouldn't need churches. But the Bible says, and I remind you, Peter, upon this rock, I will build my church. So in the early church, in the gospels there, Jesus is saying, there's going to be a church, and I'm going to build upon this. And just to make you know that it's going to be different than whatever you do by yourself, the gates of hell shall not overcome it. It's the church of the living God. He's coming back for a church, a body of believers, a body of unity people that have come together. He's not coming back for individuals per se. He's coming back for his bride. And his bride is a body. And it's represented by the earthly kingdom that we call church. 
And so if I'm going to be ready when God comes back, if I'm going to walk on streets of gold, if I'm going to receive my inheritance according to John 14, then I must belong to a body of believers, a community of worshipers where I'm getting the word of God dispensing over the pulpit, where I'm getting the teaching that is challenging me, where I'm getting worship and they're ushering me into the holy of holies where the presence of God is. If I'm going to be ready when God comes back, then I need a church because there's some things at church that I just can't get at home. Why do some of you, some of us, why do we go out to eat? Because you just can't get that at home. Come on, somebody. You got groceries at home. How many of us along the way between this dismissal and home will stop and get some food? And you know there's food at your house. Say, I don't want that. I, I, I can't make it like them. It doesn't taste the same. And you're willing to pony up for money, with money. Because you're going to tell somebody, can't get this at home. Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I can make you a bologna sandwich. Don't worry about it. It's food. It fills you up. It does the same. No, it don't. I'm talking about P.F. Chang, somebody. I'm talking about Roadhouse Grill. Come on now. Let me preach under the anointing for a minute. If it's not too worldly on a Friday night, I'm talking about Yardhouse Grill. You got to go at 11 when they open up. It's not crazy. It's almost peaceful. But you can't get that at home. So we go eat something we're craving. Something they would say back south, we have a hankering for. Hey, come on, we have food at home, babe. No. I can make you an egg sandwich. I can make you a little breakfast burrito. I don't want that. I want this. I can't make that. That's because you can't get that at home. And we do the same thing with our lifestyles, but when it comes to God, come on, let me preach for a minute. You try to make the bologna sandwich at home under the, under the auspices of, hey, I'm going to church, I'm tuning in, I'm watching on my little device, I'm watching on the big screen, and if we're not careful, we need to understand, you know what, what is being manufactured in the Holy of Holies cannot take place amongst all the tents of the children of Israel. They've got to go to the tabernacle. The Shekinah glory of God comes down, and he ministers to the high priest, and it's dispensed to the people of God. Can I tell somebody here this morning, when the tabernacle was in the wilderness, the Shekinah glory of God, the glory cloud came down into the Holy of Holies. It didn't go into all the tents of the children of Israel. It didn't go into all the 12 tribes that surrounded the tabernacle. No, they had to get their carcass up, get ready. We got to go to the tabernacle. We got to do offering. We got to wash ourselves. We got to get our sins removed. No, what do we got to do? We got to get out of our tent and get to the holy place because I understand you can't get this at home. There's something about a convening of the Spirit of God and the move of God. You can't make your life a downloadable church as a steady diet of God. There's something to be said about people at an event, a live event compared to a streaming event. The Super Bowl, the World Series, playoffs, a concert, 
There's just something about being there. People pay enormous money to fly in and hotels and, 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 and tickets and in the stadium. And you're one of 73, 78,000 people. But there's an energy and a synergy that you can't get at home. I know you see it on the screen and you try to manufacture it in your head. But there's something, all the vibe going on about the people, all the craziness, all the excitement. Say, hey, whoa, it's going to be fun, man. This place is rocking. And I know what? I can't get that at home. It's the same way. And there's some parallels in the house with God. I can watch it on the stream. I can stream the, the documentary of church, but I can't get at home what I can get in the church. I want somebody to understand me today. I got to get to the house of God every time I can try to get to the house of God. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Someone put your hands together. Woo! You can't get this at home. So wives, I'm trying to help you when you want your husband to take you out after church. Just tell him you can't get that at home. I'm thinking like a big old-fashioned juicy cheeseburger at Red Robin. Well, I can make cheeseburgers at home, but they're not the same. I cannot figure out how they do it. I can cook steaks at home. I have a grill. No, but it's not the same as out back. I don't know how they do it. I could cook an onion, but it's not no blooming onion. Can't get that at home, somebody. Come on. When you got a hankering for that, you got to leave home. This kitchen is worthless when it comes to blooming onions. There's some parallels here. Come on, somebody. It's about with church. That I'm trying to help you understand. I'm trying to show us that the church, the church wasn't meant to function in isolation. People function in isolation. Families function in isolation. But the church is a greater cause that cannot be under a bushel. We are a lighthouse, a citadel, what I would call in some regards a safe house from the evil darkness of this world. And these church doors are open and open to the freeway, I-15, the north and southbound lane, that when this place is rocking, I've prayed often, I've asked God, I don't know how you do it, you don't have to explain to me, but let there just be a glory cloud that rests over the 15 southbound and northbound lanes, and as they come under that, it's almost like some invisible water rainstorm that they feel a drawing and a wooing. I know that we come to God when the Spirit draws, and so I'm saying, God, draw cars, draw people. Why? Because I need a church, I need a pastor, I need preaching, I need worship together i need to come together with the body of christ that i can't get at home those in our country other countries rather because of the government restrictions that have to meet underground why because they're craving they are so desirous at the risk of being caught and imprisoned and beaten and tortured. Yes, it still goes on in the 21st century, my, my friend. There are regimes that they don't have the liberty. But even them, even they understand the value of, I just got to get with some people. I got to get in a living room. I need more than my family. I got to get out of my house. I need what I feel is the body of Christ. I need somebody imparting into me. I need somebody singing praises into the atmosphere. It's not the same when I'm by myself. It's not the same when I'm solo. And so they risk their very life. 
when we thank God. Tomorrow, Memorial Day, we salute every one of you, but we in America, the problem I think slightly is in America, there's too many options, especially in Southern California. Hmm, what am I going to do today? Take my jet skis out? Take my razor out, my Polaris? Oh, Disneyland's open. Oh, I have annual passes. The zoo, SeaWorld, Knott's Berry Farm, Wax Me Him. Oh, don't forget the Hollywood sign. Oh, I almost forgot church. Too many options. And we have to, let me help, let me help somebody. We have to make sure that our lives, our motives, our passions, our ambitions, everything evolves around the kingdom of God. And when that becomes the centerpiece and all these other things, God will bring those into alignment and bless you abundantly and you can live in the overflow. But the center of this better be a relationship with God, connectivity to my church, contributing to the earthly kingdom, and then God takes care of everything else. The problem is when something else becomes the center or my passion and God is on the peripheral with all the other little planets of who I am, that's not a relationship with God. And then what we do is we leverage that to make excuse and reason why we don't feel bad because God's out here and this is here. I'm just kind of carrying over a little sugar-free from Wednesday. Not too sugar-free. I got a little stevia on it, a little sugar, a little sweet and low. But I'm just telling you, you've got to realize this. There are some things that you cannot get at home. If you could get everything at home in the context of life, there would be no events, there would be no stores, there would be no churches, there would be nothing. We'd just be a nation full of houses. What do you, I can get it at home. Yeah, you can grow a garden in the backyard, but no, I'm still going to sprouts because you can't get that at home. I don't care how good your green thumb is. Those tomatoes look skimpy and they're not even red and I don't even like that color of your squash. I'm going to the real deal, Trader Joe's, sprouts. Why? Because I can't grow this at home. My point is, we all know we can't make it at home by ourselves. So there takes outside elements and forces and agents. And I'm coming to you as an apostolic pastor this morning to try to get you and say, come on, let's get out of this, this COVID environment. Come, I appreciate you adhering to my counsel and my message on Wednesday. I appreciate you coming up, making this an apostolic church, a Pentecostal church in Southern California, that where hearts are mended and troubles vanish. Why? Because when the Spirit of God moves in, I'm stepping in, I'm tentative. I'm leaning in. Why? Because God is in this house like no condition he's ever been in my own house. Because I can't get this at home. Someone shout, I can't get this at home. The church was meant to be together as one body. Not to live as separate body parts. Even in the natural, any body part that's dismembered dies. It's got to be connected. Dismemberment of bodies. You read that, though, on the, on the crime shows. Homicides, murders. We found a dismembered, some guy by the, hiking in the Angeles National Forest. When it's dismembered or it's away from the body too long, it dies. There's some parallels with the body and the body of Christ. 
Have you heard? I've not experienced it or I've not seen. I've heard it. somebody was working and they sever a finger or a thumb or something and they put it on ice and they rush them to the hospital. Why? To try to reattach that to the body to hope blood and tentacles begin to flow and it doesn't die. And so they get them there as quickly as possible and they race in there in hopes of not to lose their finger or their thumb. Because medical society knows that if it's detached long enough, it dies. And I wonder... If the enemy of our soul knows, if we are detached long enough, come on, somebody, let me preach, from the body and the flow of the anointing of God, that we become dead and we become like dry men's bones. But I'm telling there's a wind blowing through like it did in the valley with Ezekiel. Hey, these dry bones are coming together. This church is coming together. The 318 people that were with us pre-service, pre-pandemic are coming back together. Why? Because the Holy Ghost is coming up on the valley, the Temecula Valley, and it's bringing us back together. And we're worshiping and we're praying and we're strengthening and we're loving one another. What is that? That's the Spirit of God moving up on the body of Christ. Someone shout yes. yes. Woo. The book of Acts talks about the early church. I think what's conspicuous to me is the phraseology, the early church. It doesn't say the early family, the early home, the early person, but it says the early church. End up on this church. You see, I understand there's powers, power in numbers. The church brings numbers and fortitude. And I've said it before, but let me just kind of throw it out again. The church always wins. The body of Christ always wins. It's a prophetic word in the word of God. And if I didn't even need that, Brother John Garcia, I've seen him win in my life and in my family and in situations that I've dealt with. The church always wins. And if the heaven and earth shall pass away, the validity of this word, and it says that the church always wins, the gates of hell shall not overpower and prevail and overtake, then I'm going to bet my life and stake my family upon the word of God. Why? Because the church always wins the home doesn't always win the marriage doesn't always win the mind doesn't always win work doesn't always win neighbor mm. david said in psalm 73 that i almost said forget it when i saw the prosperity of the wicked but can i tell somebody the wicked didn't prosper the wicked didn't get ahead of david david kept his nose clean he kept coming to the house of god he kept his heart tender he found an altar of repentance he begged god to forgive him in psalms 51 and god to begin to restore his ministry but the wicked did not prosper why the church always wins church always wins and people i believe are hungry for true community deeper experiences and authentic transcendence that god that the church creates experiences that engages more than the head on sunday but it also engages the heart and a relationship not only with god but with god's body in god's people you can't get that at home, my friend. There's some things that you can't get at home. And I'm appealing to this church. And I won't reshare and preach Wednesday's night, kind of a little private session with my family here. But I'm just telling you, this church is moving. And I talked about the prophetic word for us of 
a building or property. I'm looking for a building. Well, I won't go into all that. But someone this morning caught me before I got to the pulpit. Fernando said, you know what, Pastor? After Wednesday night, I had a dream. It was so vivid that we gave you a million dollars to help buy the church. He goes, and I told my wife, and it, was, it wasn't even like a dream. I said, no, that was a prophetic vision. He goes, but I only dreamt that after I heard your heartbeat on Wednesday. And you know what I told him? I received the prophetic word into my life and into this body of Christ. What are you saying? I'm telling you, the church is going to win. We, you, us, them, usted, ustedes, ellos, ellas, todo personas aquí en este lugar. Come on, somebody. I wasn't speaking in tongues. I'm going to preach someday. Get me a little mariachi band up here. Tring ting, tring ting, tring ting. Oh, Senor, tring ting, Woo-hoo. All right. Someone help me rewind. Where was I? Million dollars. Thank you. You got it? Oh, okay. Here's the deal. We're together. And it's time that every one of us come out of our tents and get into the courtyard of the tabernacle. Let's get into where the Holy of Holies is, the holy place. And quit fooling ourselves thinking we can be spiritual and powerful at home. I'm just telling you, I'm your pastor. I feel that I'm in tune with God. But I need you and I need this body. You detach any of us from the body. It's just a matter of time, Brother John. We come, we become part of the wicked. It's the natural, it's the tendency. So I'm challenging every one of us. If you're watching online, I'm challenging you too. Hear me. That we declare moving forward that I'm coming out of my COVID days. And I'm believing and expecting a reuniting of my ministry and my calling. My passion, my love, and my excitement for the kingdom of God in this local assembly. Because I can't get that at home. It's the church of the living God and the gates of hell. That's why I know it wins. In my almost 22 years of pastoring, unfortunately, there have been some homes that haven't won. Unfortunately, sadly, there have been some marriages that we have fought hard, but we didn't prevail. There have been some jobs that have imploded, but never. Well, Savage, December the 17th, 1999, never when we started has the church lost. We've had opposition. I've had stones thrown at me. I've had ugly things said that were lies. But Danielle, we never lost. Why? Because not me. It's the church. I stayed tethered and hunkered to the church, the body of Christ. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Throw your stones, make your accusations, 
try to divide us, all your diabolical lies, I'm not going nowhere. Come back in five years and see where I'm at, and we'll see where you're at, and we'll see who wins. It's the church that wins, my friend. You can stand with me. I'm going to wrap up and close. Listen to me. I woke up this morning with this on my... Well, to be honest with you, can I be honest with you? Is that good? I woke up in the middle of the night, and the Lord gave me this verse and this thought. But I was so tired, I said, God, please, can you give it to me? When I, 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 I really want to tell him, but I'm afraid I'm going to forget. Can we just, like, talk about this at 6 in the morning, please? I beg you, dear Heavenly Father. And to my surprise, when I woke up, I remembered it. Woo, that was close. So I went straight to my computer. And you know it's from God. Let me tell you why, Brother Fernando. I went straight to my computer before the coffee pot. No. <laughs> I'm anointed right now. I want you so bad, but I'll be back. Hallelujah. I might have said, I'll be back. But this is it, okay? I'm, I'm closing, but listen to me, okay? Woke up this morning. Well, back up. Woke up in the middle of the night. Then I woke up again this morning. And thankfully, I didn't forget. John chapter 5 and verse 4. Let me just read it to you. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had, end quote. I, I, Brother Savage, I've never seen it like this before. I preached this, but I've never seen this. I've been to the Pool of Shalom. It's by the marketplace, the sheep house, next to the Temple Mount. Those of you that traveled with us, we were there. But here's my takeaway. That the angel came down to stir the water in a season. But here's... You can't get this at home. He came down to an area where there was a community of people that had a disease or an ailment or a handicap, or a misfortune. And he came down because people came there, watch me now, for the ruin with an expectation. Maybe I come home today whole. What if you don't? Then we do it again tomorrow. When's the season? I always preach it. I got corrected this morning before my coffee, so I was a little grumpy with the Lord. I apologize later. After two cups of coffee, Lord, I'm sorry now. I, I love you. What did I say now? I, was, I, was, I wasn't in my right mind. I always preached it that he came down every year. And I like read translations and it doesn't, it says in a season. Am I bad for preaching false doctrine? But he came in a season. So the point is, when's the angel coming? We don't know. We just got to get there. But my takeaway in the profound thought that I have was the angel came to the pool. Now this is God. This is an angel, right? Easily, Danielle, he could have just went to the homes of those whatever, 40 people, 80 people. Hey, don't worry. I got you covered tonight. You don't need to drag your limp legs through the city tomorrow. Nobody needs to lead you. No, I'm, I'm coming to where you're at. 
The Bible doesn't say that. It says they went somewhere because the Spirit was going to be there. The Spirit came where people were already congregating, watch me now, with an expectation. I'm telling you, this all came before coffee. It's the real deal. And then when those people came with an expectation, the Spirit of God showed up. And so that would be like someone say, you know what? Well, I can expect God at home. Well, then stay home. But the Scripture says you're not getting anything because He's coming here. So do whatever you got to do because the Spirit's doing what it's got to do. So what I would tell us, you know what? You can't get this at home. True statement, biblically. So my revelation was, you know what? This is the pool. What did he say? He stepped in and was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. What do you have that God needs to touch? The King James Version phraseology happens to says disease. We say, you know what? I don't feel well. My hours are being cut. I'm having relationship problems in my family. In, in American society, that's probably not maybe a disease, but it's an issue. So for you to get your issue or disease restored and reset and recalibrated according to... John, I got to get to the pool. Again, the holy of holies, the the glory cloud didn't come down to every tent in the wilderness. It came down to one place. Boom, right here. The Ark of the Covenant. The ministering angel with Tim came down to the pool. So the takeaway is here, my friend, Sister Martha, I got to get my family to the pool. Because I don't know when that season is. I don't know when that message is. I don't know when that song is. I don't know when all the dynamics line up for me as a human being. And I connect with God. And it wasn't the song, but I was in the right mood. I was hungry. I was craving. I prayed. And everything lined up. And I found myself laying prostrate before God, saying, God, here I am. If you can use anything, you can use me. But what I did, I got to where God was going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. You can't get that at home. Mm. Let me pray for us. And I'm going to take my pastoral maybe prerogative here and say, this here is the pool. And if you will come, whatsoever you bring shall be made whole. Whatsoever you represent shall be made whole. But I'm just going to tell you, at the outset, it's in the pool. It's in the pool. Oh, I can get it back here. God's omnipresent. Go ahead. Go ahead. Then you tell me after service how, t- how deep you got into the holy place. Again, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just trying to come up against your... Your reasoning. I'm trying to come up against your natural brain and overpower you with what if God does this? 
I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm not trying to push your buttons. I'm just trying to get you to think. Come on. If that scripture in John chapter 5 is true, and I never get where the holy of holies, or I never get where the water is being stirred, how am I different from the scripture? When they printed that Bible, I'm not going to change that. What this is, this is guidelines and parallels and expressions of what I do in line my... If it worked for here, Hebrews 13, 8, watch, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what worked back here, Grandma Rosie, still works in the 21st century. Oh, there you are. He doesn't change. It's my cynical mind and perspective that the carnal, humanistic, ungodly world always pounds in my head. I change. But Vanessa, if you need something, we know this never changes. I know there's not a pool here. It's carpet. These stickers here, forget them. I'm going to pray, and if the water is being stirred in your life, get up here. Ministry, help me out. Come up front real quickly. Let us be the angels of God to anoint and touch. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray, God, that as you stir the waters of this altar, that the Shekinah, the glory cloud, shall come down and touch and make whole and restored and all are healthy and all are wholesome and all are restored and all are healed. Why? Because we came to the glory cloud. We came to the pool and the season was right and my heart was tender and you touched me and you healed me and you... Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.